Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate, or you can go to buymeacupofcoffee slash CraigU. All of these links are also in my show notes. And for people who donate, I have various levels of benefits. For $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and from John to Justin, and on social media. For $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by, with your name at the start. Also, I'll state it's sponsored by you on social media. For $20, everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you, and promotion of something you're working on. And for $50, everything from the $5, $10, and $20, plus you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to my username, Bairdo37. And you can find weekly videos on Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash C slash Canadian History X. If you want to find transcripts of every episode I've ever done, you can go to my website, CanadaEHX.com. And there's over 700 posts on Canada's history there. There have been many Indigenous trailblazers when it comes to the world of politics, and today, I'm looking at the man who paved the way to the Senate, James Gladstone. Born on May 21, 1887, he would choose the name Akai Na Muka, which means many guns when he was 10 years old. Gladstone was not born with Indigenous status, though. His maternal grandfather was a Scottish-Canadian who worked for the Hudson's Bay Company and married a Métis woman. Their daughter, Harriet, was born in Rocky Mountain House, and she would marry a white frontiersman. Together, they would have Gladstone. Pushed into residential school as a child, Gladstone remained at the St. Dunstan Indian Industrial School until 1903, and then went to Calgary to intern as a printer at the Calgary Herald. In 1905, Gladstone returned to the Blood Reserve south of Calgary to work as an interpreter and ranch hand. In 1911, he began to work for the Royal Northwest Mounted Police as a scout, interpreter, and mail carrier. He would marry Janie Healy, a member of the Blood Tribe, and in 1920, she petitioned the government for the inclusion of Gladstone on the Indian Registry, which was approved. He would say years later, quote, I wasn't officially adopted into the Blood Tribe until 1920. Oh, I'd lived with the Bloods all my life. I'd gone to school with them, and I'd married one of them. I was, in effect, one of them. End quote. Once he gained treaty status, he lost the right to vote in federal elections. He would say, quote, It was before that time in 1911 that I voted. I voted conservative. The country was just opening up. Settlers from the east came by rail, and most of the settlers were Americans from the south. There were no fences to stop them. They came in covered wagons with their cattle, horses, and household effects. End quote. Now having treaty status, Gladstone then worked to establish himself on the reserve. He said, quote, in five years, I will have a comfortable house, end quote. He would be right. In 1927, he would bring the first tractor to his reserve, while also being the first person on the reserve with electricity and a privately owned threshing machine. By the 1950s, he would have 400 head of cattle and 720 acres under cultivation. Gladstone would criticize the government for how it limited Indigenous, though. He would state, quote, 
If the Indians and the Indian agency people in the field had given a freer hand and not had to get the approval all the time from Ottawa, they would have progressed much faster. End quote. In 1945, Gladstone attended a meeting of the Indian Association of Alberta. This meeting inspired him to become more involved in Indigenous activism. In 1949, Gladstone was elected as the president of the Indian Association of Alberta, and he would go to Ottawa three times to seek improvements in the Indian Act. Gladstone would work at a number of issues, including announcing improvements to education facilities located on reserves, while encouraging a larger number of Indigenous to move on to secondary schools. One of the major issues that he tackled were proposed changes to the Indian Act that would have only given Indian status to those born full-blooded Indigenous, rather than anyone who had mixed ancestry like Gladstone. The Calgary Herald reported, quote, The meeting also agreed that there should be no change in defining Indian status in relation to membership in bands, which has presently constituted permits and mission by birth and by vote of the band. Some felt that the proposed act would restrict membership to pure-blooded Indians of the most primitive type. Quote. He would serve until 1954, but in 1957 he became an honorary president of the association. He would also stand as the representative of the Indigenous people of Canada in the House of Commons when Queen Elizabeth II opened Parliament for the first time in history. In January 1958, Prime Minister John Diefenbaker nominated Gladstone for the Canadian Senate. This was two years before status Indigenous could even vote in federal elections. Gladstone would say of his accomplishment, quote, My accomplishment is not exceptional. The men I grew up with, who have worked hard and made full use of their opportunities, have done as well as I, end quote. He would also speak of the task ahead, stating, quote, You must learn to treat every Indian individually according to his ability and interests. The Indian can't be driven, and only an understanding and interest in leadership can aid him in the realization of his potential, end quote. Gladstone would state that while he was from Alberta, he would speak for all of the indigenous. He would say, quote, The fact that they chose me is recognition of all the Indian people of Alberta and the two other western provinces, but I am definitely going to try to know how all the Indians of Canada feel about problems affecting them. End quote. He would state that he planned to enter the Senate chambers in his full indigenous ceremonial dress, stating, quote, My work in the Senate will be aimed at improving the position of Canada's Indians, obtaining gradually for them better conditions as they want them and are ready for them and without changes being forced upon them. End quote. Upon his appointment, the White Horse Daily Star described Gladstone as such, quote, His hands, stained by the smoke of homemade cigarettes, are a worker's hands, large and calloused. His face, like an arroyo, cut country of his native southern Alberta, is creased with deep wrinkles from long exposures to the sun and wind of the plains. Beneath a shock of white hair, his eyes peer out at you, friendly, inquiring, and lit with the quiet humor of a man who has seen the brawling and brash little settlements of the Canadian West grow into the brawling and brash big cities. End quote. Over the course of about 500 episodes, one thing I've found with Canadian history and history in general is that times change and styles change. What was rare at one point becomes common at another. If you want to take advantage of the style of today, then Manscaped is the company for you. Manscaped has been providing safe products for men to groom themselves for years without the danger of sharp blades causing a very uncomfortable injury. Right now, Manscaped is offering all my listeners 20% off of their order. I recently received my first kit from Manscaped and it comes with everything to groom yourself from top to bottom. Even your nose and ears can be groomed with their patented Weed Whacker Trimmer. With their lotions, powders and trimmers, you can feel your best as you go about your day. 
Once again, that is 20% off with the offer code EHX at manscaped.com. Choose your products and enter the code at the checkout to save today. You can also click the link in my show notes. To meet the requirements for property to sit on the Senate, Gladstone and his wife drove to nearby Cardston and bought a five-room bungalow. Entering the Senate chambers, Gladstone soon found that few other senators or even politicians would even speak to him. One that did was Jack Horner, a senator from Alberta, who had been elected to the House of Commons the same year that Gladstone was appointed. In order to fit in, Gladstone's wife would cut off her braid and leave her ceremonial dress at home. As a senator sitting as an independent conservative, Gladstone would push for the Indigenous to receive the right to vote. In his first speech in the Senate on August 13, 1958, he would speak briefly in Blackfoot so he could put in the official record, quote, a few words in the language of my own people as recognition of the first Canadians, end quote. He would serve as the chair of the Standing Committee on Indian Affairs, and Gladstone would say, quote, I am here to make the white people see that Indians have been downtrodden for more than 50 years, that they should have been given equality in the first place. We must help the Indians get back their pride and go from there, end quote. In August 1960, he received the American Indian of the Year Award in Montana, becoming the first Canadian to receive the honour. That same year, the Indigenous of Canada were finally given the right to vote in federal elections. Gladstone would state he approved of the move in giving the franchise to the Indigenous without taking away their treaty rights. He would say, quote, It is what the Indians want. After my appointment, the Indian people had the vote extended to them. They should have had it long before. Compare the statistics showing Indian volunteers in both wars with any other group. End quote. He would state that if he felt the bill would be detrimental to the indigenous, he would have voted against it. He would say, quote, If I thought for one moment that any of these fears were justified, I would fight this bill to the very end. end quote. In 1969, changes to the Indian Act were proposed in a white paper, which were widely criticized by the indigenous. Gladstone would state, quote, they made a bonfire out in Vancouver, and that was the Indian reaction throughout Canada. I was amazed at how the Indian people themselves argued and threshed out each point publicly before the minister. I was proud of them. The young Indians showed they can hold their own and take part effectively in Canadian affairs. End quote. In March 1971, Gladstone retired from the Senate, and in his final speech to the Senate, he stated that he looked forward to seeing Indigenous senators from every province, not just one. He would state, quote, all people of this good country, wherever they come from, will forget their national differences and make the country into one nation, end quote. Speaking on a future Canadian constitution, one that would come over a decade later, he would say, quote, I would like to see an improvement which would make my own people full partners in all the responsibilities of being citizens of the country. Our people have been citizens within the meaning of the word anyway. I do not think we needed to go before a judge to become citizens. We were so born, end quote. The Ottawa Journal would write of his retirement, quote, He rejoins the Blood Indians who adopted him over 50 years ago and who shared the honour of his Senate appointment. He rejoins his six sons and daughters, all well respected in their own right. He is recommended, remonstrated, and reminisced. He has no regrets, end quote. His retirement party included John Diefenbaker who praised the Senator for his work over the previous 13 years. Gladstone would say that he would miss the committee meetings and he would miss sitting in the Senate when he was home in Cardston. On September 4, 1971, he died of a heart attack while visiting Fernie. The Calgary Alberta would write, quote, James Gladstone's appointment as Canada's first Indian senator in 1958 was regarded in some quarters as a grandstanding gesture on the part of the newly elected Prime Minister John Diefenbaker. 
There was probably some justification for that view, but if Senator Gladstone secretly shared it, he did not act on it. On the contrary, he saw his appointment as an opportunity to advance the cause of his people in Parliament, and he pursued that goal quietly and constructively for 12 years until his resignation. End quote. His funeral was attended by Len Marchand, the only Indigenous member of Parliament at the time, Senator Earl Hastings, Willie Scraping White, a 100-year-old elder who gave the eulogy, and Jean Chrétien, the Indian Affairs Minister and future Prime Minister of Canada. On October 25, 2001, a bust of Gladstone in full ceremonial headdress was unveiled in the Senate. In 2017, Gladstone was featured on the Canadian $10 note in honour of Canada's 150th birthday. The North Bay Nugget would say of Gladstone, and I will end the episode with this, quote, He strove all of his life to better conditions among Canada's Indians and, after he became a senator, urged that they be encouraged to achieve by individual effort rather than collective action, end quote. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at Senator James Gladstone. Next week, we're looking at the Great Vancouver Fire. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to Canada ehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D, Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rawa, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from New Federation, Canadian Encyclopedia, Windspeaker, Calgary Herald, Whitehorse Daily Star, Edmonton Journal, Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Wikipedia, North, North Bay Nugget, Ottawa Citizen, Calgary Alberta, and the Ottawa Journal. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.